Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Welcome to another episode of the John and Wayne Show. It's Tuesday. Put on your smiles. Buckle up. We're going to have a good time because Wayne's with us. And when we're together with Wayne, nothing but good times to be had. How are you, Wayne? Hey, hey, hey. Who wants to play? I'm, I'm, I'm happy <laughs> right now. Happy is good. I'm in my Gosh. Fat Albert mode. There we go. I like it, man. Uh, and we've got a lot of people already in the chat. I love all the hashtag CCs, uh, the countdown crew. I need to do another giveaway setup, but all the hashtag BBs, baby. Breezy's, Breezy's brunch. Bunch. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't yet, go check out in the description of this video, Wayne's channel. Go check it out. He just gave away a jersey. He gave away an autographed Elijah Mitchell jersey. Um, and that was awesome, man. That was a lot of fun uh, on your show last Friday. I'll be on his show Friday. Uh, make sure to come check that out. And man, look at this, Debbie hey. Ryan, new member. I, I freaking love it. love it. Debbie's the best, man. It was awesome meeting in person earlier this year, and so I, I'm looking forward to uh, spending more time together at these Niners events and Niners games. She's absolutely incredible. Thank you, Debbie. Now, this. Oh, look at this, Jack. Show it up. Super chat already. Appreciate that. She says, have a great show. Thank you so much. I think we are. We got some fun stuff planned. We're going to talk some new rules. Just got approved another uh, less than an hour ago. We're going to be jumping back nostalgia. We're going to be talking rookies. We got all kinds of stuff. All the talk that you could ever want. Besides, no Niners quarterback discussion will be taking place on today's show. Thank that you. is not what we are doing. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, this is, yeah, it's, let's just wait, man. It's going to solve itself. All right. So here we go. This rule just passed, Wayne, and I am in the outlier of the community 100%. It's a new touchback rule that has been approved at the owner's meeting, and it basically states this. If you fair catch the ball anywhere from the 25-yard line in, you start after the kickoff at the 25-yard line. In the past, you couldn't do that. You would have to fair catch it uh, or let it go into the end zone to get it to 25. Now you can fair catch at any point from 25 towards the end zone, and then you get the ball at the 25. What are your thoughts on this? Because I heard this and got excited, but everybody else seems pissed. It's just dumb. Like, this is a dumb rule <laughs> that doesn't even need it. Like, this doesn't even need. First of all, like, we just got a new kicker and expect him to kick these balls out of the end zone. And I think most kickers will be doing just that. So to have this rule, I don't know, man. It just seems like the NFL is becoming more NCAA-ish. This is what I'm getting. I'm getting that NCAA vibe. Now, I understand they're trying to uh, lessen the risks of injuries. This 
this is football. There's going to always be a risk for injury. I mean, like, and the players know it. And I'm sorry. So now we, we're going to get less returns. Haven't seen many kickoff returns anyway. And so now we're, they're probably going to be obsolete at some point. They're going to be gone, vanished, been moosed. So I feel like the NFL, this didn't even, this shouldn't even have been a thought, in my opinion. See, okay, here was my first reaction. I, I've done every special teams play broken down on Patreon for over a year now. And every time we kick the ball off, I hold my damn breath. We suck at it. We suck at kickoff coverage, and we suck even worse at kickoff returns. I, I think we're one of the worst kickoff return teams in the past five years, and it ain't even close. Every time we return the damn ball uh, from the two-yard line, right? Because every team that played us said the 49ers suck at kickoff returns. So they would do that high-angle kick right inside the five, and we would return it, and we'd barely get past the 20 half the time. So right off the bat, I'm like, okay, this benefits the 49ers tremendously. On not one, but two things, two separate units. That was my first reaction. Now, I I, I don't know. I, am, am I wrong in saying this makes the 49ers a better team already for this upcoming year? It benefits us more than almost any team we ever play. That's because you're used to seeing how bad we've sucked, but I feel like we've gotten players to be better at that, right? And the kickoff return and the punt return. Like, I feel like our players are better. I feel like our special teams is going to be better just from the depth and the amount of players that we have. Last year, I thought our special teams went from night to day. We weren't ranked number one. We weren't even ranked top 15. But, hell, we weren't at the bottom, like, at 32. I think we were, like, at 18, 19. That's good. That's a huge improvement. So imagine what Brian Schneider and the team <laughs> was looking to do to improve the special teams for this season. I'm, I was I was sensing a few returns here or there, at least some really close calls. And so, I, I don't know, man. Don't F up the special teams, man. You got all these new rules, the quarterback rule, this rule, the running back rule, you can't hit. You got you to gotta find the perfect section to hit a player. Now you can't hit him high, can't hit him low, got to find the right median. There's just too many rules. No wonder the players keep effing up, John. Like, they don't know what to do. <laughs> and then if, if the youth, if Pop Warner doesn't teach – players how to play in the nfl at pop, at the pop warner stage oh man they're gonna be all jacked up so i don't know man i'm just a little i'm a little weird with it and it's weird you know we're doing the 1994 watch parties every wednesday 5 30 p.m if you want to join us on our patreon um and yeah it's so funny because half of the time we like go through these plays and we're like that's a penalty can't do that can't do that can't do that i was a wedge buster that's how i got my spot on varsity like I was, I was short, stocky, not fast, but I was mean. And so my first snap as a varsity athlete was the wedge buster on kickoff. And it was awesome. It was the greatest thing. My nickname was Rudy. I'd run down there and just like plow into people and then be dizzy and not remember things for a long time afterwards. Oh, uh, we, we, we play with concussions. I'm, yeah, I'm going to tell did. it like yeah, it we is that we play with concussions. Hey, is that what Jordan Mason is on, on kickoff? Is he the wedge buster? Now, well, you can't. There's no wedges anymore. You're not allowed to block ah. more than two people together anymore. He is the what well, changed. The he gunner. was the left gunner. Then he was the right gunner. Right gunner. Um, he's moved around a lot, but yeah, he was always one of the first ones down there. I mean, he is the the wedge busters were. This is just going off the top of my head. Jordan Mason. You had uh, Odom and Burks. Those Burks, yeah. three were always the first ones down there almost every single time. 
Uh, Burks was probably the best out of, out of those three. Burks is, and I'm telling everybody, I keep saying this, Burks going to have a big role this year for the 49ers. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, excited yeah. about that. You 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 talking about linebacking role. See, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I, I like Burks, man. I, like I wouldn't Burks be, a lot. I wouldn't oppose to Burks starting at the Sam linebacker. I'll leave it at that. I, I think it'd happen, especially early. If somebody could take it from him, that'd be great. But I just think he's so consistent. Now, back to the kickoffs, okay? Let, let's. You brought up, you drafted Jake Moody. And you spent the second highest pick on a kicker in the past decade for any team in the NFL. Now, you're lessening the value that he brought. I don't think that it would do anything to change Kyle Shanahan's mind about picking him. But right after this rule, the Denver Broncos go out and release a pretty damn good veteran kicker. This does seem to lessen the value of kicker a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Another reason why I hate the rule. But at the end of the day, you it's not just you don't you don't just get a kicker just for kickoffs. Like that is a that's the bonus. The fact that you don't have to worry about the return game hurting your team a little bit. Because how many times last season did we watch a team like the Raiders? Every time we punted or kicked the ball off, mainly on the kickoffs, it was like a fifty yard return. Yeah. And Mitch can't we got a punter that can't do kickoffs. Most punters do kickoffs because they have stronger legs. Ah. We don't have that. So Mitch kind of hamstrings you a little bit there. Um, but yeah, it, it was rough. Now, okay, here, let's look at it the other way. Do you think the Niners will fair catch most of their kickoffs now? Yep. You think so? I hope they do. I yep. really I know hope you do. they do. I, I, and I know you do. And, and that's I would why take a 100% touchback rate with a smile on my face. Kyle Shanahan, if I, I can get the ball at the 25, cool. Fair catch it. At 75 yards, he has to go. It's common sense. I expect every team to do it, though. Mm. Like, it's it's just a it's just a mathematical. That's the math math thing. Yeah. It just just let me get it seven at the at the twenty five yard line every single time. Bada boom, bada bing. Now I could game plan for seventy five yards, opposing the game plan for eighty yards, eighty five yards, or flip it on the the reverse or the inverse of that, where you get a really good gain, and now you only got a uh, plan for fifty yards. It, it's it's a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a curse. It's gonna take some adjustment. I've been a special teams coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach. I, I've been those things. And one of the things that I will always talk about is hidden yardage because you make your defense work a lot harder when they have a shorter field uh, to defend. But when they have that, if you could guarantee this defense that is so good, 75 yards to defend, oh, my gosh. They're going to be so damn good. They're yeah. going to be so damn good. Now, you take off one first down, even if it's just 65 yards, that's one less first down that they can give up. It changes the way in which you call a defense and the way you play. The mentality, when you're running on the field from the sideline as a defender, and you're like, damn, they're already past the 40. I'm telling you right now, it matters. John, it, this, it's not football, though. It's, it's, a, it's a new wave of some, something we have to get used to. And, yeah. I, and I think, to me, one of the biggest or the most surprised elements of football was the fact that every time the ball is kicked off, there's a chance it could be returned. Now you're just negating that. Now, they, they didn't say that you can't return the ball. You can. Right. You still can. I'm just saying, like, the smarter head coaches are going to make sure that their players get the ball at the 25. 
Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Yeah. And that's what I would do. And I, again, I know that every time that ball was kicked, there's a chance it could be returned. And every time it got kicked, I hoped it wasn't <laughs> whether we were kicking or returning. I never wanted us to return it last year for the 49ers just because we weren't good at it. Um, now, an unintended consequence. Colin, I love this comment. He says, if I'm only on the 53-man squad as a returner and I feel the short kick, am I going to fair catch? This, this leads me to... Some guys' jobs going to be a lot harder to land a job because mm -hmm. if you're a stud special teamer, they lock you up. Now, not as important on the back end. See what I'm saying? And that sucks. I, I don't like that aspect of it. There's always some type of opportunity cost that's hidden, and this does make it hard for guys like Quantrez Knight, guys like Ronnie uh, Bell, guys yeah. like any, any one of these guys that have that return – ability because a lot of the guys that are on our squad i was talking about this yesterday on the show like our team how many times have we gone through the depth chart it's pretty stacked and it's going to be really hard to beat out a starting position from a, you know it's going to be hard to beat a starting position unless something happens to the starter nine times out of ten that that position is pretty much a lock and so when you're looking at those type of positions where they can play on special teams and be a depth piece at your safety, your DBs, your wide receivers, those type of your running backs, those type of pieces, it makes it a lot harder. Like this, this it's just going to be difficult. Like, you know, it's going to be like that for the whole league, but I don't care about the whole league. I'm talking about the 49ers. It's going to be extra difficult because there are a lot of players that we feel mm -hmm. they just need to get, be given that opportunity and they could shine. Yeah. Shache says special teams becoming more and more of a formality than now. I will say this: I like that they push the extra point back. I think that's made you you can't run to the bathroom during the extra points anymore. Good. I do like that. Uh, punting is still punting. They should have never huge. changed the extra point in the first place. Oh, where it was always back. Yes. Yeah. Remember it was back before, and then they decided to make oh because oh they. They changed it because they wanted to, to change up the, the, the way the game is played and force coaches to go for the two-point conversion. Yeah, That's why work. they changed it. It didn't work. It, well, like, they hoped it would be that, and it right. just didn't happen too much. That's all it was. So, anyway, yeah, it's interesting. And, again, the XFL, if you watch any of that, is, is it the XFL? Is that what it's called? Yeah. That's the yeah, XFL. like, there's some fun stuff in there that I really, really, really like. Like one of the rules that they're not going to vote on, the fourth and 20 rule. 
which you I like love. that though. We talked I about that. I love that. that. Uh, yeah. So they're not going to vote on it. That's not happening. Now, another thing that did come out of the league meetings, uh, the place of the draft. We talked about the Super Bowl a little bit in our in my last show with Rob Lauder. If you missed that, go check that out. That was yesterday. But the NFL draft uh, is going to be in 2025 at Lambeau Field, which I immediately was like, that's cool. And then the more I thought about it was like, mm, I'm not sure they're going to be able to handle uh, what the – we've been – the NFL draft is a behemoth. Like, people don't understand. It's, it's not a It's not it's a small cra- crowd. It's crazy. How about it's crazy on all three days, too? Yeah. Um, it's crazy. And so day one, Title Town is going to be – that's going to – it's going to be crazy. If you th- – like, yeah. even watching the draft – uh, the Kansas City draft this past season, like, remember watching them? It looked like Woodstock, like, literally. Yeah. I was at, you know, I went to the one. I've been to almost every one. Um, didn't go this year just because the Niners didn't have a first, second, or their original third-round pick. But, um, yeah, I'm planning on being at Detroit in 2024. Not excited about the city location, but the Niners have a lot of picks. I'm excited because I've never been to Detroit, so it's going to be – Hitsville, USA for me. I'm I'm gonna have a good time in Detroit. I like it. I like it. And then after that, Lambeau. Uh, again, Niners have a lot of picks scheduled then as well. So that's gonna be fun. Uh right here, Tara. What's up, Tara? He says Green Bay is a must if you're a football fan of any team. History, man. Go yeah. great people, incredible atmosphere. I will say this again, this is somebody that's been to over five or six drafts. Green Bay fans are legit to talk to when you're not talking about quarterback play. Facts. Talk about Aaron Rodgers, it gets weird. You talk, talk about, about other Favre, things, gets they know their weird. football. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm curious to see what it's going to be like talking about quarterbacks now. And I, I got I don't a know crazy you... question for you. you ready? Ooh, ooh, I feel okay. like when it comes to Green Bay, there's only three quarterbacks that I I will know ever. I can't remember. It was it was it was Bart Starr. Yeah. It was Brett Favre, and it was Aaron Rodgers. Who the hell am I missing in between the Bart Starr and the Brett Favre? Come on, give me nobody one. knows. Nobody knows. Okay. Um, Somebody out there knows something. But that's how I could look it up, but I couldn't tell you an answer. But how crazy is that? Like you go star, Lynn Dickey. I knew I, I told oh, you somebody would know. I don't even know who Lynn Dickey is. Is he related to Little Dickey? I know Dickey? the name. Awesome. <laughs> Little Dickey's strong, man. Uh Dave season three. Strongly recommend. Anyway. Um all right. Do you watch do you watch my name's Dave? No, I don't know what that is. It's Little Dickie's TV show on FX. He's got I didn't three know seasons. he had a TV show. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> if you like Little Dickie, go watch My Name's Dave. He's a musician. I like his music. Well, he raps on the on the show and stuff, too. Okay. It's really, really good. Definitely. If, at- I, I, I put it in the spirit of ATL, which is one of the greatest TV shows in the history. Charles yes. Gambino, right? I freaking love that show. It's by far top three of all time. But, uh, yeah, definitely worth a watch. Peachy! Oh, hey, uh, thank you for the super chat. Uh, I'll let you read this one, Wayne. Oh, hey, Peachy. Oh, hey, Wayne and John. Uh, looking forward to the 49ers of Super Bowl 60. All right. So we're claiming it right now. That's what I like to hear. LX. Uh, let's go. Hashtag BB. Hashtag CC. Hashtag favor to the Bay. Hashtag take six. Peachy, thank you so much for the super chat contribution. She's the best, man. She's the best. She's the best. Now, Dude. oh, look at this. Christian, the man, Christian Gomez, he says, Hey, John, I was able to catch you live. I got you in my show notes, Christian, uh, from Poland. He reached out to me, and, man, I this was going to be a whole segment of the show. So let, let's just – I'm going to jump this up, okay? Christian shared his story about how he became a fan. 
Um, and he went all the way back to the 1994 49ers versus Raiders Monday Night Football game and talked about the Jerry Rice, the deep pass. He scored three touchdowns, became the all-time you know leading touchdown scorer ever that game. Oh, it was so awesome. It was so awesome. Very and awesome. He, he shared about how one of his favorite things about this podcast or one of the best episodes that he enjoyed was where people shared how they became fans, right? Because we all have different stories. So I want to let Wayne uh, talk a little bit because he wanted to talk about this event as well. I'll share mine. I even want Clayton to jump in. Like, not so much who your favorite player was or what game you remind reminded you of. What's a play or a series of plays that stood out to you when you first started supporting the Niners that just is burned into your brain, right? So that's the whole idea. So, Wayne, uh, what do you got for us, man? Yeah, that that's a really interesting, pretty cool question. So it's like, I mean, I be started watching the Niners in the mid '80s. Uh, that's when I really became a fan. Uh, but it wasn't until I probably started like really like digging and diving into understanding football, and I started playing football. Uh, was my freshman year in high school uh, in 1994. So so when you go back to 1994, I remember this game. It was the first game to see. Was September 5th. 1994 i had a jerry rice jersey and i could not sleep the whole night because i was so excited to go to school to talk my i'm telling you like they like when you were a niners <laughs> fan uh back in my day so back and back in the 90s i don't know how it was much in the 80s because i don't i went to school but i wasn't rocking sports stuff but in the 90s when i started becoming my own self i wore jerseys and so this day, that day, that Monday, uh, I mean, that morning that I went to school, I remember just just being the happiest kid and couldn't nobody tell me nothing. So I had on a red, I think I still have the jersey, starter 1994 jersey. And the starter's jerseys, the stuff was like screen printed on it, so yep. it's probably a little faded right now. But the material was really good, it had the mesh inside of it. But I remember uh, that game vividly. Uh, I, I remember that game, yo, Jerry Rice. Uh, just had a field day. Jerry Rice, to me, is the greatest player to ever play the sport. There's no argument to there. You can quote, say who you want. I will argue Jerry Rice hands down. And uh, really, really great man. But that game right there was still imprinted to me in my memory. I've, I've watched Super Bowls. We won Super Bowls prior to that. But that game kicked off that season, which we ended up, you know, that's right, baby. Uh, we're going through that, uh, the 94 season, and, man, that was awesome. For me, it's funny because, you know, Christian – again, thank you, Christian, and I'm going to get back to you on that other stuff because I'm excited. Christian got some ideas for the 49ers rush, baby, and we're going to be implementing some of those things. I appreciate you, man. Um, I'm, I'm not good with ideas. I'm just good talking Niners. And so, like, I'm so bad. Wade can attest to this to a T, man. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got the make- work ethic. I got the passion. I am not creative. I I am not a marketer at all. It's just, I want to be, it's just that part doesn't exist. Anyway, um, thank you for being kind to me there, Wayne. That could have been rough. I don't know. No, no, I got you. Bro. That's what, that's what <laughs> family, we family. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. y'all. I remember the three touchdown game in 1992 oh, um, yeah. against the Falcons. That's the one that, where I what, was like, that's they were still in the NFC West. No, you got this, John. I'm just co-signing everything yes. you say. I remember that too. 
Because he had the 80-yard touchdown early, and, mm-hmm. I mean, they just blew the Falcons out. And my closest friend, again, this was the year I got my first jersey ever was going into that year. <laughs> and my closest friend who I walked to school with every day, C.J. Harden. I know he doesn't listen to the show. I ain't talked to that dude in, like, 30 years. But oh, let's shout talk out, C.J. He wore Andre Risen's jersey. So he Number was 80. a Risen guy, and I was a Jerry Rice guy. 80 and on 80. So, oh, we talked. We talked. We got in fist fights over. Is this that stuff. the game, John? Refresh my memory. Was Deion Sanders there? Then? No, that was ninety four. That was ninety four when they shook, tried to shake hands. Okay, yeah, my bad. So Dion, I think, yeah, Dion was on the Raider or the Falcons that year. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. the ninety two game. But Jerry Rice scores two receiving touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, and I just remember being like. Because it was a long walk to school. We didn't live close to school. And I would go pick seeds. I'd go knock on his door every single morning. Uh, him and Adrian. Shout out Adrian Martinez. Uh, and we would walk to the school together. Man, I showed up early that day. And I knocked louder than I ever knocked before. And I wore every Niners thing I had. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, look at this terror. Uh, he says, Jerry's 1987 year was off the meat hook. Strike season. I'm still pissed, Terror. I'm still pissed about John Elway. Jerry Rice should have been the damn MVP, MVP. of yeah. that 1987 season, and they gave it to freaking horse face John Elway. I'm still pissed oh, about pissed. that. Whenever I whenever not John like John Elway because throws the shade and the and the, and he takes the, the stab and the cut at you. You know he hits you with that. He's still pissed. I shouldn't have said that, John. You don't have a horse. You have you do. You resemble the mascot that was on. He your, looks like a Bronco. Helmet. He does. There we go. Anyway, I digress. Now, I want to bring Clayton up whenever he's ready because I'm curious. Clayton, you are younger than us. You're a young buck. I'm about uh, to date what? myself here. Hey, date away. <laughs> now, everybody in the comments, y'all be nice. Y'all be nice because this well, is going to be recent. For, for so, context, uh, it's not that 12. recent. It's, it's, the, I was 12. it's a decade 12. ago. There we go. Yeah, it's a long time I was ago. 12. I was watching the Niners with my fam right, up, right down the hall and it was the pick at the stick. It was just one of those, just one of those moments in history where I can stamp it. I still have. I didn't go to the game, but we got the. Um, I have like a scarf, the farewell candlestick scarf that they gave out the next year when they moved out. So oh, that yeah. was around the time when I was becoming a fan, and I remember that play very well. Tremaine Brock got in there, popped the ball up, and Bowman just took it to the house. Man, that was such an exhilarating moment. And that really sealed it for me because I was I was really just getting into sports at that time. So we had the Giants going crazy, winning a bunch of World Series. The uh, the Niners always got to the doorstep and could never quite get over the hump. I still haven't seen them win a title in my lifetime. I'm hoping soon. We'll see. And then, of course, the Warriors got ridiculously good a couple of years later. So that was kind of me. I was not a sports kid growing up. I was like the kid who I, I never got picked last, but man, I, I wasn't getting picked first for the for the <laughs> kickball games, you know. So I wasn't I wasn't like super into sports, but then we just like we hit like this decade of excellence in the Bay for like all three of the major sports. Oh. Even even the hockey team was good. Even the Sharks were good for a couple of years there. I and remember that. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big hockey guy, but no, they were showing up. The 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 shark hats and everything were showing up everywhere because I I wasn't over here yet. But the pick at the stick, man, I love me some game. Navarro Bowman. Like so, so this is to make to make this full circle. This has to be that moment. 
that moment that John was talking about when Navarro, Navarro Bowman was slightly ahead of Patrick Willis. <laughs> I love Bowman. It has I to be that Bowman. moment. I love the moment too. Look, I was there at the game. So um, you have to understand, first of all, it was cold as hell. I, <laughs> first time in San Francisco, and I didn't know. I had on a champion. That was your first game? That was my first game. Well, oh, my first right. game at oh, Candlestick right. Park. Because I did oh, gotcha. go see them when they traveled to the East Coast, I would go. You had no choice but to do the career you're doing right now after that game. You had no choice. You had no choice. <laughs> well, listen, I'll never forget it. it was my first and last game at Candlestick Park. So I understand why that's an imprint into your memory, into your heart, into your soul, into your spirit. I mean, I know we didn't win the Super Bowl that year, but listen, that game we got to the Super Bowl because Atlanta – for some reason, the mojo, the whatever you want to call it, was going in their favor, and they were driving. And I'm like, I'm shaking in my boots. This is when I met my good friend, Donnie Fortino, right? And we were out there, and I'm like, yo, this this not going, it's not going to end well. It's just not, it's not good, right? Next thing you know, like you said, Tremaine Brock read the play, tipped the ball. Varl Bowman was in the right place at the right time. And that's when I realized he had ludicrous speed because he was gone. He was out of gas afterwards, but he was gone. Tremaine Barak, baby. Hook him. Hook him, Hook baby. Him. Hook him. That's Lord. what we do. And, yeah, <laughs> Kevin uh, for B&D Gaming Channel. Bowman got screwed out of Defensive Player of the Year. Man, I'm telling you right now, this is a Bowman and this is a Willis take. Willis would have already been in the damn Hall of Fame if it mm. wasn't for one vote that he missed. He would have had five consecutive – or, sorry, six consecutive – um, AP years, he missed by one vote because of a Panthers linebacker. And Bowman should have had player of the year. He would have been the third 49ers linebacker. God dang it. Same huh. Panthers linebacker, huh? And I like Keekly. I'm not trying to throw shade. No, it wasn't. I think it was a different guy. You sure? Was it Bostic or um, was it uh, cuss words? All right. I'm going to have to. The year that Patrick Willis, he got second. I got, I got this. This is. <laughs> I, I don't even care about anything else right now except for this right now because he was wronged. Um, here we go. It's 2008. He was the AP second team. He was okay. So in 2008, he was the first team all conference from the Pro Football Writers, but not from AP. Okay. The AP team went instead to who was the linebacker? John Beeson. It Beeson. was John Beeson. 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 By one vote. I couldn't remember. It was B. Be- How the hell is Beeson in the Hall of Fame over Navarro Bowman? Oh, I don't think it was Hall of Fame. This was just the All Pro, oh, the okay. All Pro team for 2008. Because okay. AP, what happened? Associated Press got you. Right now, again, this is Patrick Willis 2008 numbers. I, I can and- tell you why, yo. These writers, for some reason, hate the 49ers. Like I, I don't know what the Niners did to the NFL or to the Writers Association, to the Associated Press, we always get the short end of the stick. Think about it. Think We're about on the it. West Coast. We're on the West that, Coast. That there's can't an be East it, Coast. though. Like, there's a they're supposed to be non-biased. Extreme, there's a very extreme East Coast bias. They don't even watch a lot of the West Coast games. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think of that. Listen to yeah. this. Okay. This is 2008 Willis versus 2008 freaking... Ugh. And it ain't his fault. I, I'm not mad at John Beeson. I know I know his high school coach. Uh, we ended up coaching together. Great dude, whatever. But listen to this. Um, in 2008, 
Patrick Patrick Willis had a defensive touchdown. He had 10 pass breakups. He had 141 tackles, eight tackles for loss, all those things. Listen to Beeson's numbers, okay? No defensive touchdowns, eight pass breakups, less, right? He had 138 tackles, less. He had three tackles for loss, less. He had one quarterback hit, less. Like, make it he make didn't sense, even have bro. a sack. He didn't even have a sack. So now, he had him, a great year. That's not greater than the year that you just read? No. Sorry, I'm mad. I'm sorry, I'm mad. I t- I'm telling you, we're cursed. I, Eddie DeBarlo, I'm going to need you to go find some money and uncurse us, yo. Because that something, something ain't right. Something yeah. ain't right. And that would have gave him six consecutive All-Pros. He would have been a first ballot. He would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm. He's still getting in, though. Look at this from Sean. I was I, cracking up. I couldn't uh, help it. This you, Wayne. I this, cannot read Sean's comment. There is yes, a rule all right. in this so, podcast. Sean is in the building, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I love uh, Sean be- so Before much. I read this comment, please uh, send up some prayers for his son, Kanan, who's currently in the hospital right now. So I just wanted to let Sean know that the power of prayer is here, and we got our prayer warriors out there praying for, for my, my little nephew, Kanan. All right? So Elway is more of a donkey, a.k.a. Jack. <laughs> anyway, the best game to watch was John Taylor's two 90-plus yard TDs on Monday Night Football. You guys want to see a thumper? Look up Chet Brooks or Jay Fuller. Great safeties. They played with Ronnie Lott. I wonder if Fuller is kindred to all the other Fullers that play in the NFL. Hmm. Uh, they that's all a good have, question. It's a good football pedigree name. I wonder if they're all related. Gosh, man, they can play some defense. They can play some all damn defense. All they all play they, DBs. They all play DBs. There we go. Now, if you want to ensure your family's memories and things like that, guess what? We got something for you right here. First games is awesome. But what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community, and we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together, night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Man, who put who put that promo together? Eric. Eric. Eric's fired. Eric's fired? Yeah, I don't see me partying and what? No, you're in like three of the pictures. I don't give a fuck about no picture. (laughs) I should have been in the videos, Eric. I promise you, you're gonna be fired for 20 seconds. No, listen. So, cause, cause seriously, I was there. (laughs) How do I not make the Mexico slide? Like at least you, you got me in the Mexican picture where I got my mouth wide open because I was asleep, but I couldn't make the part. That in there, I should. You should put that in there. I mean, that's part of the. That's part of the experience. Again, you know, we were talking about the things I'm terrible at. I never take pictures. I never take videos. So we're always dependent on other people saying, right. hey, let's get a picture or, hey, let's do whatever. And then people send it to me later. And so, like, I am terrible at that. Um, but Eric put that one together. We need more Breezy. It's it, We need the Christopher Walken, like, I've got a fever. Got, yes. <laughs> yes. We need yeah. more Breezy. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you want to come party with us. Here are the confirmed road trips we're adding to this list. Um, But we've got week one at Steelers, week five, home versus Cowboys, week seven, Monday Night Football, the Vikings, week 10, Jacksonville, week 12 on Thanksgiving at Seattle. It's going to be awesome. Then week 15, the Cardinals trip. Come party with us. Get your tickets, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Cheap tickets. Early bird pricing is on there. And I hate to tell you this. This is a great thing. 
so many tickets have already been purchased for week one. We're going to have to start bumping it up. So if you're one of those people that's like, oh, man, I really want to go to Pittsburgh week one. I'm telling you right now, once we get to capacity, because we don't want to oversell, we raise the prices and then we close the prices. So I'm telling you right now, if you're one of those people that's like, oh, we'll wait till we get closer. Pittsburgh, we've already got a ridiculous amount of signups, which is wonderful. And we are very thankful. But I want to cap those numbers because I want to make sure everybody has the best time, not trying to oversell for profits, not what we're doing, but the best time. So 40hoursrushroadtrip.com, go there. All right. Let's get now to... I got some questions for Breezy. This is one of my favorite things to do is just come up with random questions I don't know the answers to and put them on the spot to Breezy, and it kind of helps me know where I'm at. So here we go. Running backs. Um, who on the 49ers will have the most rushing attempts not named Christian McCaffrey this year? Oh, he's growling at me. <laughs> That's mean, bro. What, that That is uh, not a chihuahua. That, that was not definitely a not a chihuahua. The, the, all the chihuahuas on the 49ers are gone. They are. They yeah. are. I don't want to say who they were, but there's well, a couple names that come to mind right I, off the did, bat. Yeah. I, yeah. Because I feel like sometimes if you get the right chihuahua, they bark. Even though it's it's kind of high-pitched, it's still it's nagging. It's, it yeah. still makes you want to go away. Uh, but to answer that question, uh, I'm going to go with Elijah Mitchell. Uh, he's going to come into the season healthy. I think <clears throat> what they were trying to create last year was so dope, right? And um, what am I talking about? All right, so when when we traded for Christian McCaffrey, he became the bell cow. Elijah Mitchell was returning from the IR, and then you kind of started phasing him back into the offense. But the way Kyle Shanahan and Bobby Turner decided to do it was, we're going to let McCaffrey kind of like – burn him down and then you're gonna start the second half i don't know if you paid attention to that but that's what they were doing and so when you came out in the second half that doesn't mean that mccaffrey wasn't on the field he was just in a different spot and then next thing you know you put mitchell back there and he's gashing you for nine yards i'm like whoa and punching people in the face right but unfortunately last season was injury plagued for him and i'm i'm gonna go out on a limb uh john and say that was his injury plagued season you know, it, it happened week one and it just wasn't enough time for him to recoup or rejuvenate those knees. When you get a knee injury or an ankle injury, them junks be nagging. And so you got you remember we played football, you get an ankle injury. What did we go do? We went to the trainer and they hard taped that shit up, right? They they triple quadruple taped it so we couldn't feel it move. I'm like, chick, I can't cut. <laughs> we'll run straight. <laughs> okay. Like, you know what I mean? So like for, for a running back, I thought the knee issues for him were troubling. But I'm going to go into the season saying that he's healthy. Hey, look, he didn't get traded. Now, this doesn't mean he still can't get traded. I'm not saying that. I want him traded. But he didn't get traded. He made it past the draft. That's another check plus for him. I, there's no way I'm getting rid of that. And I think he gets the bulk of the carries. My favorite, Elijah Mitchell. Ooh, I love this comment. We'll, we'll jump to this. Uh, no, let's do this now. Uh, Sean Turner, thank you again. He says, to Sean from Sean. This is a different Sean earlier. Thank you for the super chat. We're praying for you and your family and your son, Kanan. Um, I also have a son, Kanan. Look, two Seans with sons, Kanan? This is incredible. Um, I love this show because your brother is speaking the truth and supporting the Niners the right way. Man, thank you, Sean. And it's it's community. It, you know, we, we say that word a lot here, and a lot of the decisions we make, I hope, support that. 
Um, but I don't want it. Can I can I take a quick that's please Sean Turner and Sean Shepard have sons named Canaan. You can't tell me, you can't talk to me about how God's divine and like it's it's oh man, that's so cool. Wow. I'm sorry, John. Go ahead. Continue. Ah, it's crazy. That's crazy. But uh I love the generosity. I love the thoughts. Um and the prayers and just just be with your family man uh kids above everything else and you know i i don't say this enough and want to shout out to vicky um you know who's basically our family she helps with all the rush road trips we are making a very conscious effort this year on every rush road trip kids are free kids are free we have to pay for every single person that comes into a building like a certain minimum and all those things and these tailgates and whatever else kids are free they are free but free. if they are of age they can get they asses whipped in Madden. I'm going to tell you <laughs> right now. If they are over eight, you send them to Breezy. It's on. That is awesome, man. So anyway, uh, be with you, Cannon. Now, back to Elijah Mitchell. My favorite Elijah Mitchell game of the year. He only played in five games, if we're not counting the playoffs. He's injured forever. We trade for Christian McCaffrey. Then we had that Chargers game. Yep. And... Elijah Mitchell didn't get one snap in the first quarter, not one carry in the first quarter. Second quarter, not one snap in the first quarter, not one snap in the second quarter. Then they came out of halftime. You remember? I do. I, 18 I do. carries. I, I'm trying to tell you, this is how the, it was genius. John, this is why I was so pissed off at the NFC Championship game when we walked into the stadium and we got the alert that he wasn't going to play. I'm like, there's the game plan. I'm not saying he's the reason why Brock Purdy got hurt, but, man, you took out the, the second wave of your run game. He was yeah. that dude. And remember, he had just came back. They brought him back again off the IR, remember, because that was why we couldn't bring back Hassan Ridgeway because we used that last IR spot return for Elijah Mitchell. Then he ended up going, I was yeah. tight. Yeah, I love this. Look at this comment from Shot J. Breezy's Madden hands rated E for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty solid, man. That was on point. That's Shot good. J, That's that good. was on point. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next question. Um, back in 2021, the 49ers mm. defense only had nine interceptions, one of the lowest ever. Ever. Then in 2022, they had 20 and led the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, I'm giving you an over-under here. This is Chapman's over-under. 14 and a half interceptions in 2023. You taking the over or you taking the under? I'm definitely going over. I mean, look Ooh. at the players that they have on this roster. And the person that led them in interceptions is still here, Tashawn Gibson. T. Gip. And so, yep. Second was Huff. Yeah, man. And second was Huff. They're both back there. And then you drafted a Jair Brown, who is a ball hawk. And then you got other guys on the team that can make plays. I'm going to, your linebackers can catch. 14, I think that's a really good number. I think they go over that, though, easily. Ooh. Uh, curious to see what you guys have in the chat. Um, if you think over 14 and a half interceptions on the year or under, Greg says over. Uh, Tara says, yeah, Tart couldn't catch. And, you know, Jimmy Ward had his, he almost halved his entire career total last year. Um, you know, he he's not a ball hawking safety. That was not his thing. Or a ball hawking nickel player. Um, yeah, Tart wore oven bits. I like Tart, though. But, yeah, that just wasn't his game. Um uh, Kenneth says over. Logan says slightly under. I like this. I like this. 
Good, 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 good. All right. So let's transition now. Let's get to some of these questions, some of these starred comments. Clayton, uh, let's get through there. You guys have been getting your comments in. Shout out to Clayton, who is just the freaking best there is, the mad scientist behind the scenes running through everything because we want to make sure that this show always goes the way you guys want it to go uh, and getting in some of those those comments. And I, I know uh, quarterback talk is huge, but uh, we want to try to kind of subvert some of those things. Now, one question that I did have, and this was on one of our previous uh, shows that we didn't get to. I went back and looked at those. Breezy, I'm curious your thoughts. If you had to stake a claim on one of the rookies that were drafted, can't be Jair Brown, can't be Jake Moody. Those are the top two guys. Who is somebody that stands out to you as a rookie that you think will have an impact this year, not named Jair Brown or Jake Moody? Ah, oh, that's a great question. Um, can I give you two or can I just yeah. do all right, so on defense, uh, I'm really high on Darrell Luter. Uh spelled Darrell, pronounced Darrell. I did uh, not know that. Yeah. So mispronunciations are kind of my thing though, but Darrell Luter. I Darrell Luter. try to I, I'm really high on this kid. He is what you call a physical DB. I'll leave it at that. He's physical, uh, not physical as far as handsy, but man, he just has he's like a magnet for the football. So like if he's lined up in the slot, he's stuck to the ball. That will get him a couple of penalties because he's going to get the he's going for the ball post the, the like covering the players. So look, I like the way he plays. He plays tough uh in the slot. He plays really well on the outside. If you throw that ball anywhere to the outside and you as an offense, you're you're definitely trying to make sure that the ball goes out of bounds. Good luck because if that ball is just hanging dangling in the air. He has a crazy-ass vertical to go get it. So I'm going to go with Darrell uh, Luter Jr. on the defense and then the offensive side. Uh, Real quick, I'll, look at this comment right here. That is Luter, straight Luter fire. Vandros. <laughs> 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 That's pretty fire. Good job, Terry. He's killing it today, man. Yeah, on the, de- on the offensive side, I'm going to go with my man, uh, Braden Willis. Uh, I think I thought you were going Michigan. I thought I, you were going Michigan. I, everybody did. Everybody. I love Ronnie Bell, but like Braden Willis is going to have an opportunity because he can be utilized uh, many different ways. He can become a new version of the Jackknife. My comp for Braden Willis was Jordan Reed, and if you look at the way his style, the way he plays, you can line him up in the slot. You can line him up outside. He finds holes in the zone to sit. For some reason, he can get open in zone, and if our quarterbacks can see him in them holes, he can catch that ball, and he can turn it up for yak so that's your yak guy i know a lot of people like camera too they feel like he'll be a mismatch in the slot for sure he's a big guy uh but i just like the way you can utilize brandon willis whether it's in the backfield whether it's out wide whether it's inside so yeah the one commonality that i could find between the two tight ends they drafted cameron law to and brandon willis was how good they are against zone that was the one thing where i was like there's the over if i made the venn diagram right i'm the teacher it's it's good versus the zone um so yeah interesting to see that oh what's up sean's back at it look at this tart and ward were the epitome of defensive players horrible hands even when ward intercepted he looked like he didn't know what to do oh my god i caught it um yeah i mean if we look at again thank you so much for the contribution but if we look at jimmy ward what were his total i don't know why are you looking that up it was so weird john because in college he was a ball hawk. Mm. And I don't know. I thought he was. I thought that was one of the reasons why he was a first round pick. I, I thought he. You're I, right. 
He had seven interceptions his last year at Northern Illinois, 11 total in three years of playing. Ball you look at what ball. he did. Yeah. In the NFL, he had seven interceptions in nine years. I think three of which were last year. Well, let me ask you this question. When you change a player's position multiple times, you see multiple defenses, you see different coordinators. Does that change the do you think that might have a play in the, the player's mentality on how they play the game about them being willing to take risks? Because he was for sure a good tackler. He just oh, yeah, oh my gosh, was yeah. scared to take chances. And I felt like he started taking more chances the more comfortable and confident he was in the role he was playing on the defense. Therefore, he was going after passes. It's hard because he played everywhere, right? Everywhere. He was a safety, safety, cornerback, nickel, back to safety, strong safety, back to free safety, back to nickel. Like, he played all over, and he only had, like, what makes it even worse is, maybe not worse, but better. He had five picks the last two years, which means in his first uh, six years, he had two interceptions total. Like, I, I don't, it was just weird. And uh, not trying to, like, be disrespectful, it just was weird. Coming out as a ball hawk, first round safety I'm to have two you. interceptions in six years. I can tell you what it is. I don't know if you remember this game, but uh, 49ers versus Chicago Bears. Duh, Bears. Oh, Brandon Marshall. God dang it. You knew it. You knew where Brandon I was. Brandon Marshall. Going. I remember where I was. I was at they, a skating rink birthday party that day. I know you were mad because he got what he gave up three touchdowns in that yeah, game. They they put him in the slot, and it wasn't. I wasn't mad that he played in the slot, but dude, they put like six. Who was Brandon Marshall? Six three, six four, strong. I felt like that kind of like just gotten him, and plus he six, was dealing five, with a lot of injuries. Six five. He was six five. God dang, they don't make him like Brandon Marshall anymore. My favorite clip ever. This has nothing to do with football. You remember when Brandon Marshall was forcing his way off the Broncos? And he no. didn't want to play for the Broncos anymore. Like, he wanted to be traded. He just wanted out. Mm -hmm. And they're showing a clip. This is back in, like, Sports Center days, right? And so they're showing practice, and he's at, like, OTAs, and he has to be there to practice. But he don't want to be there to practice. And so they're, they're not even in pads yet. And Brandon Marshall's, they're throwing routes on air they throw him the route he catches the ball he's pissed off he turns and he punts it in the middle of practice like wide receiver drills and he just like totally just like i don't want to be here the best thing i want to see if i can, can somebody find this clip because the best thing is they're showing this at practice and you see this like ga or you know like offensive specialist coach wearing a hat like the ball gets punted, and you see the guy just like look at the ball <laughs> and just like slump his shoulders and like turn and like jog over to go get this ball that Brandon Marshall just punted 40 yards. I remember watching it like, I mean, this was back what would have been 2009. Okay. And it was just like, oh, that's incredible. Uh, anyway, sorry, I digress. No, that's um, funny, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that I was, will, I will say this growing up. The 90s was one era, but that 2000 to 2010 era was a different breed. But I will say the wide receivers carried the mentality from the 90s. They were mean. They they were mean. They were showboats. And he wasn't much of a showboat. He just got the job done. Like it was just Brandon Marshall. Yeah, was Brandon Marshall. That's the he was the end of the 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 T O era, I would say. 
he was incredible. Uh, you're talking 83 career touchdowns, 12,000 yards, almost a thousand. Like he was a baller. He he was just an absolute baller. Logan, I'm with you. I'm I, I wish you, Jimmy Ward the best of luck. I'm going to be pulling for Houston. I really, really am. Um, I'm going to be pulling for Houston, which is crazy because I've never liked Houston. I don't like their ownership, but whatever. I love D'Amico. I love the players that they got. I think that's awesome. Let's get to some of these questions, Clayton. Uh, let's start rolling through them as we wind this show down. Uh, Kevin, he says, why do all the new rules seem like they benefit the offense and try to increase scoring? He just answered his own question. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, and, and so, again, back to the 1994 like season, we're going through game by game, and we're watching all these games. And one of my favorite things to do is watch the halftime report. Okay. And the halftime report is 10 to 3, 7 to 3, 3 to 3, 6 to 6. Like, there's no scoring in 1994. Like, mm -hmm. it's just low scoring. So these new rules, you, you jump forward, you know, 30 years, it's worked. Because, because scoring boosts TV ratings, scoring sells tickets, scoring makes football the entertainment mecca, right? Right. Like, okay, for example, you look at LeBron James. I don't want to turn this into a LeBron uh -oh. conversation. But, you know, RIP Lakers. But everybody's like, oh, LeBron and legacy and all that stuff. And the very first comment and everything is LeBron scored 30 points in one quarter. Like, they ain't talking about free throws. And LeBron played great. I'm not trying to say that he did He finished with 42. Wow. Yeah, he played awesome. But what is the line that says, oh, he was good or bad? It was how many points did he have? And not to mention how many free throws did he get with zero contact? I see what you're saying. It was it was about did he how much did he score? It Period. justifies the greats. It's a stat driven everything. What did I just do to validate Brandon Marshall? I talked about catches, yards, touchdowns. It's who we are as a stat driven society. Whether it's baseball, whether it's basketball, whether it's whatever, it doesn't matter. Stats drives arguments and fandom and sells tickets, and so that's going to continue to be the case. So 100%. there we go. Next question. What do we got? Clayton terror, man, he's killing it. This one, they need to explain the 53 to 60, uh, expand the 53 to 60 and take quarterbacks off the salary cap, then go to 18 games, which they want to do anyway. Good Lord. This dude, he's we're over here. 2000 and late. This guy's freaking, he's light years ahead of us, man. Coming out of a DeLorean terror. Um, I don't know about taking the quarterbacks off of the cap because I, I okay. The first part I love. The second part, f that. I teams got to manage money. End the discussion. Yeah. Quarterbacks are gonna cost you on the cap, and so it is what it is. It's it's a it's a season, a rotational door, and at some point you got to pay the quarterback, and that's going to tell you how real good your team is. Now, if you could build your team properly, get get the quarterbacks on the young contracts, find ways to keep your teams together, continue to draft properly. You should have no zero problems when it comes down to paying your quarterback. So I like that the quarterbacks are on the cap. John, how do you feel about the quarterbacks being on the cap? Yeah, I think they need to be there too. And I the cap is weird because Super I want weird. the cap benefits billionaires, the owners. That's why the cap is there. And so I don't like that. But I do like how there's parity in the NFL. I don't like baseball where it's the same, you know, 10 teams every year. And you got the Oakland athletics that Correct. are just like, we don't even want to compete. We don't even want to, we're not even going to try it. Like, I don't like that. So the cap is, I hate it because I want the players to get the money. That's important to me. Uh, they're the ones whose bodies and whatever else is all on the line. But 
Yeah, they got to count, man. Um, yeah, I, I like the cap and I hate the cap. I think they got a cap. They're going to 18 games. That's happening for sure. They'll get for the sure. second bye week, which is beneficial. So is that is that one less preseason game? So now two preseason Probably. games? Yeah, Probably. that makes sense. I'm cool with that, though. We don't need the preseason. The, the 40, I mean, the 49ers, the, these teams don't necessarily use the preseason games anyway to really evaluate players how they used to. And now that there's one less one, that means you got to speed up the process, do the dress rehearsal game earlier, like in your second game instead of any. I'm actually cool with that, actually. Yeah, yeah. And so the revenue's good, the product's good, all those things. I don't like the Thursdays and all that stuff, but whatever. We'll, we'll deal with that another time. All right, let's get two more before we get out of here. We've gone kind of long, but this has been fun. From Logan, hashtag CC, what's up? Um, how do you feel about Spencer Wage? Um, so name pronunciation it's w-a-e-g-e so it's waggy whoa what yeah yeah those north dakota peeps i'll tell you what man they can't even pronounce bison uh it's bison, i heard he was amazing bison. at the rookie minicamp though they call him superman yeah i heard he was amazing at rookie minicamp i heard he can line Wag up waggy 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 yeah waggy like yeah. shaggy like shaggy and waggy i didn't know all right it wasn't me all right. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I heard he was amazing. The fact that he could line up inside, he can line up outside. I mean, he's built to line up on the inside, but then he has the speed and the moves to line up on the outside. I mean, undrafted guy, could he beat out one of these guys that they gave a contract to, a yearly contract? Yes. I mean, it all depends on how well he continues to trend upwards. So he had Somebody a good does it every year. Why not yeah. him? Could I will be. say this. If he's going to make it, it's going to be because he's taking defensive end snaps, not defensive tackle snaps. That Good defensive point. tackle spot is the most loaded on this entire roster. So if he's making the, the 53, he's going to yeah. be taking edge snaps. But the fact that he's versatile, that helps him a lot. The fact yeah. that he can't play inside, that helps him a lot. He could there be your – if if he makes this roster – he yeah. could be that replacement to your Eric Armstead. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's 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 spicy. I want to I want to end on that one. That's it's good. spicy. It's definitely spicy. Uh, and this is not saying that Eric Armstead is gone. He's getting up there in, in age, um, but you're bringing in a, a high motor guy that can do kind of what Armstead does. Hmm. Okay. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to watch. I like it. I like it. I want to say thank you, guys. Today has been fun. Uh, I really do enjoy just the the hangout attitude and looking back, looking forward, all those things together. Our executive producers, Timothy R., David G., Philip K., Kilton Niner, and 49ers, George 365, the madman from behind the camera, Clayton. He has been incredible. Wayne? Yo. I'm going to be on your channel Friday morning. Friday morning. I I, I haven't decided which position we're going to do. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll spin the wheel on Friday and then let fate decide. And then we just go off the cuff. <laughs> Shot Jay, you keep Armstead's name out your mouth. He uh, should have put my motherfucking mouth. You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, all right, here we go. Take us out of here, Wayne, in this show. Man, this was fun. You guys have been awesome as always. Until the next time, stay strong, faithful.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.